all in all because all is related to everything else and everything is part of the all. A weekly space on Oneness Talk Radio to explore topics of interest for our whole being. Holism, health and well-being, philosophical questions and ideas for our times, and much more. All in All with Silvana Spano, therapist, holistic health coach, healer, and teacher. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining once again. Welcome to the third episode of All in All, where I have been planning to discuss the issue of safety. Little did I know when I announced this episode a few weeks ago that I would be recording this radio show in the midst of so much chaos around me. So, given the circumstances, I will try not to get too political in my examples, but truth is truth, wherever we may find it. I admit that in the last few days, I have procrastinated in organizing my thoughts for this program because it's been so intense lately and I was processing so much. I was actually waiting for things to fall into place or to be given direction about what to say. And finally, while going about the simple tasks of life, which I find meditative sometimes, what I need to share with you today came together. My intention has always been to explore the issue of safety from a higher perspective. However, the circumstances make it really interesting for me right now, as this is truly an exercise in walking my talk. And this is because Whatever I've learned, whatever tips I can give you, I need to apply them directly to myself right now. And I say that because no matter how centered and collected one can be about the circumstances that Ecuador is going through at this time, it's very difficult not to feel a bit rattled, at least at times. That's if you have a pulse on what's really happening here and have access to good sources of news, which are few, and also directly from people at different levels of Ecuadorian society. Let me clarify the scope of the program today on the issue of safety, and then we'll get into the different aspects of this whole subject. Using some of my own experiences, including the situation here in Ecuador, as examples. So, when it first came to me that I needed to cover the issue of safety in one of the All in All and Todo en Todo episodes, it was based on my long-term observations of what most people are experiencing in their lives, not just recently, but for many years, and increasingly so. We talk to clients all the time, we see their blood test results, and so we know that almost everyone is experiencing high levels of stress, anxiety, pressure, worry, concern. Now, some of this is part of the human condition, part of life. 
our ancestors had to deal with saber-toothed tigers and we have to deal with stresses of our times. The difference and the problem is the threat of wild animals tended to be sporadic, isolated, while we are dealing with a lot of chronic stressors. And the thing is that we're not built to do well under ongoing stressful circumstances. So the reasons that so many people are feeling unsafe at one level or other or several is that the conditions are tough, intense and complex. We are definitely not imagining things. I'm not even going to list the conditions because we all know them well, but I'll just say that there's the collective issues and then there's the personal ones. And they range from issues of survival or physical well-being, issues of value or worthiness, all the way to issues of meaning, existential questions that are especially prevalent in our times. Any of which can leave us feeling physically and or emotionally unsafe. Sometimes the feeling is very conscious. Sometimes it's more subtle or we are so used to it that we don't even notice that we are in a constant state of stress. In any case, our nervous system, our energetic system, our endocrine system are very affected by that chronic state of worry and our whole being pays the consequences more or less sooner or later with less health and well-being, less capacity to be present and creative and less availability for our spiritual work. Okay, now let me give you a bit more context in regards to myself, the issues in Ecuador and more. So out of the 17 years of my life that I lived in Argentina, the last five, so all of my teenage years there, I lived under an official, that is unelected, military dictatorship, self-identified as right-wing, that has gone down in history as one of the most repressive and brutal regimes of all times. I am saying this because just knowing that will give you a lot of information in terms of my influences and what determines intense stressors for someone like me. So think about what is being stirred up for me right now in Ecuador in the last few days. Except that this story in Ecuador has an additional twist. The current government of Ecuador was elected only two years ago as a center-left populist government, but turned out to be as aligned with the globalist agenda as you can get, truly beyond any political ideas of right or left. With zero sensitivity for the people that voted it and trusted it, and complete disregard for its mandate while it continues to insist that it's none of the above. So this is just one more example of how the rhetoric has been twisted to the point 
of being really confusing these days. By just listening to a lot of people, you don't know what's left, what's right, what's up, or what's down anymore, which highlights the need to tune into the truth, the reality, backed up by deeds instead of just words, which are often empty or plain old deception. A few more words about Ecuador and we can put that one to rest for the purpose of this program. Now, if it seems like I'm deviating from the topic of safety as it applies to us all, I'm not. I hope that you see, perhaps in a few minutes, that this is all connected and I'm only using this real unfolding story as an example that ultimately applies to us all. For those of you who may not be aware, the current Ecuadorian government has made some atrocious moves lately, signing a terrible loan deal with the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, or more accurately, the International Misery Fund, that the country didn't even need, cutting workers' rights, public employees' salaries, allowing crazy foreign access to Ecuador's natural resources, and on and on. But the straw that broke the camel's back was increasing fuel prices by 100% in some cases, depending on the type of fuel. So first, it was the transportation sector that called for a national strike about 10 days ago, followed by the indigenous people of this country, of which there's 13 different nations, all of them especially affected by these moves, as they are poor rural people who work mostly in agriculture and need fuel for their machinery and to transport their products to the cities. So they took up the cost with a level of conviction and assertiveness that actually reflects the real situation quite realistically. For the most part, they were nonviolent, just assertive in their demonstrations, in their expression, but I also recognize in them what I call sacred unrest. I'll come back to that shortly, but it's important that we call things for what they are and that we don't shy away from exploring uncomfortable energies either, or else we'll never be able to support the whole and help heal the shadow in ourselves and in the world. Having said that, let's start looking at our reactions to threats or perceived threats at different levels. For the sake of this exercise, I'm going to explore our physical, emotional, energetic, and spiritual reactions. So let's start with the question, are we safe? When we don't feel safe, consciously or unconsciously, at one level or many, is it real? Is it well-founded? Is it reasonable? And often it is reasonable, or at least understandable that we don't feel safe. From a physical or biological perspective, we are vulnerable and we know it, our bodies know it. This is why it has been hardwired into our DNA. We have instincts that address that. We have 
needs of protection because there are many, many things that can harm our physical bodies, the vehicles during our experience in this 3D life. So we have to admit that keeping our bodies safe and healthy is complicated and it's very high maintenance even at the best of times. It's also a basic human right to be able to keep ourselves safe from harm with proper shelter from the elements, healthy food, water, and anything that threatens that will cause a reaction. When our livelihood or our health is threatened, we are going to have a visceral response. Our bodies are going to get mobilized the way they were designed to be. And we're going to have to deal with that in the best way possible. So in addition to trying to deal with things at a practical level to eliminate the stressors, it's better to be cognizant of what is going on with our bodies and be very respectful and honoring of their nature, not to make it any more difficult than it needs to be. As for the emotional level, which is incredibly intertwined with the physical and has a kind of chicken and egg relationship with it, we are also often not feeling safe. We may not be safe because of the fears caused by the threat to the physical self or because we're not being treated fairly or with respect in a situation or because we have to deal with limitations that do not support emotional well-being. So there are many times when the emotional is absolutely and very clearly linked to a situation that can harm the physical body, but there are also times when the emotional response is more perception-based. Still, even if it's subjective and not as clear-cut, our emotional responses are just as real to our being as with a saber-toothed tiger attack. And they are often more chronic, which can make them more problematic to deal with. But it can also make it more malleable, more open to working with our own perceptions in a way that can alleviate this state of stress. As with actual physical threats, we must try to recognize what's going on, be honest and open to ourselves and others about how we feel, honor the parts of our being that are feeling threatened, implement practical solutions as much as possible, and do our best to be supportive of ourselves through the different stages of the process. The energetic level, which is linked to all the different levels of being, but particularly to the emotional, both conscious and unconscious, has its own traits. And again, there's ways of managing this level of being in order to regain balance when we lose it. The energetic level reflects very clearly our subjective perceptions of feeling either safe or unsafe. But again, it's malleable and it's affected by our beliefs, perceptions, and our understanding of how we can direct and manage our own subtle vital forces. As with the physical and the emotional, it's good to educate ourselves in these areas and get help when we need it. 
At the spiritual level, however, we are always safe. That is the big difference it has compared to all the other levels. So keeping this in mind is really, really important in order to keep the whole of who we are in context. Otherwise, it can get pretty overwhelming. While the reality is that all our other aspects are vulnerable to some degree, but they are also meant to be temporary, there is a core to us, our spiritual self, that holds all the other aspects together. It's not more important, but it is a permanent aspect that goes on even when the other aspects transform and come and go. And this understanding needs to be cultivated for us to stay strong. Otherwise, it can be pretty challenging to face the stresses that affect our other aspects and regain balance when we get out of it. Your form of spirituality is up to you, but as long as each one of us can keep in touch with the bigger picture, we will be supported by the bigger picture. So, based on my personal and professional experiences, doing our best to keep perspective on how the different aspects of ourselves fit together and keeping in mind the different natures of our aspects, including their permanence or impermanence, is central to managing stress and staying in touch with the reality that ultimately we are always safe. We are safe even when our bodies are not. We are safe even when our emotions are not. And we are even safe when we get energetically out of whack. This is because we can always find our way back home. We can always lift our gaze and see beyond the immediate, especially if we make a habit of it. And so here's the connection to my story earlier. My observation is that the indigenous people of Ecuador know that better than the average person by far. Their motivation for their uprising is of course need a rage even desperation, but they also seem clear about what the priorities are. I see it in the signs that they carry in the protests. Dignity and fairness is a priority. Standing up for themselves and for their people is a priority. Defending some basic rights for their children and grandchildren is a priority. And it's because of that their bigger perspective, that they are willing to leave the comforts of their humble homes behind and travel to the capital to confront the government. Some have died in the confrontations, many have been hurt, more than a thousand have been arrested, the most massive number of arrests in the history of the country ever, just in the last few days. But they are willing to put aside their comforts and even their safety for a bigger cause. The bigger cause is a higher level of safety because safety is not just about the safety of our bodies or even our feelings. It's also about being at peace in our hearts because we've done the right thing, because we stand on the right side of fairness, of truth. So I urge all of us, including myself, to remember that, especially when the going gets tough. 
Another suggestion is that in relation to all these aspects and levels of experience, we develop and stay connected with our compassion. Being in touch with our compassion is really important. It's actually key. As compassion and unconditional love for all that comes up in us, will help us support the reactions of the body, the emotional reactions, the imbalances of our energetic sometimes. So to back up a bit, I'm not suggesting that anybody bypasses emotions at all. In fact, all emotions need to be felt and honored. Sadness, disappointment, even anger at the injustices around us, disgust at the coldness we see in the world, outrage about the abuses we see or hear about, are all valid emotions. In fact, I totally believe in sacred unrest. Sacred unrest, this is my term for the healthy discontent and the passionate reaction and action that is an appropriate response to the realities of our world that are not only good, but necessary for positive change, to mobilize us into good action. I first heard about blessed unrest years ago from the Pachamama Alliance, which is an organization that supports the Amazon rainforest and its indigenous people, and that Patrick and I have been part of as official workshop facilitators for their Awakening the Dreamer program. But after considering the concept for many years and exploring it further, I call it sacred unrest. This is because the feelings that come up when we are feeling unsafe for very real reasons are not only normal, but good and divinely inspired. The problem arises when we get stuck in energies that rob us of vitality, deplete us, keep us from accessing our inner resources. So let's talk a little bit about that. These processes of experience, action, and reaction naturally go in stages. Say that we are suddenly faced with a big disappointment, like we just had with the government of Ecuador, or the realization that something is very not to our liking in our own lives or the life of our world. The first natural and even healthy reaction for most people would be shock, disbelief, grief, and sadness. Perhaps outrage, if it's called for. There's a process of back and forth inside of us when that happens. First, we double-check to make sure we didn't get it wrong. We talk about it. We compare. We contrast. We may negotiate with ourselves and our new reality. And sometimes we come to see that there's no way for us to undo or change this new reality. Then comes the process of integrating it into our new perspective, accepting that this is now part of the way things are. It is in this stage that we may sometimes get stuck. We may get stuck in two different ways, denial or depression. If we're successful in moving on, in allowing the energy to change us but not hold us hostage, 
then we can pick ourselves up and get going again, figuratively and or literally speaking. The trick to this is to allow the energy to go through us. That is the natural course. But depending on what we do with our minds, with our habits of mind and our lifestyle habits that support the mind habits, we may actually cause a blockage, a traffic jam of energy. And that's what we need to be careful with. In terms of the length of the stages, there are no rules. It all depends on the severity of the new reality, the meaning it has for us the impact it has on us, and it's a fine balance. But inside of ourselves, we need to be watching for the line between honoring the emotions such as sadness and anger and knowing when to say, okay, that's enough. I honor you, powerful anguish in my heart. I see you, fire of anger in my being. And now it's time to give center stage to the life-giving energies that will move all the parts of myself, including those wounded, tender, or even painful parts, forward. And we can also help ourselves move through these stages. One technique I find very useful and teach to my clients is emotional freedom technique, or EFT. It's great in so many ways, including the fact that it's portable, everyone can make it his or her own, and it works at all levels, including the physical, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual. All that to say that in these times of great uncertainty, change, and uncomfortable truth, we need to navigate our fears with wisdom, with the big picture in mind, so that we may give less of our energies to the forces of entropy and more to the forces of love. And to illustrate what I just said a little bit more, here's a reflection about this issue of feeling unsafe that comes up for us often in our human lives. You may have already heard of the phrase breaking open as opposed to breaking down when something big happens in our lives that is not easy or wanted at a personal level or a family level, country level or world level. When that happens, it's always an opportunity to crack our hearts more open. That's what that means. To expand on this and as a final note, I'm going to read you a quote from a website called Soul of the Earth, which is also connected to the Pachamama Alliance and understands the power of our dreams. It's something good to remember when we feel vulnerable, in fear, scared of the risks involved in making a move that's aligned with our hearts, but needs, guess what, courage. And the quote says, Choose a path that will bring you to tears by its grace, its commitment, its love. Choose a dream that knows everything is alive and deeply interconnected. Choose a dream that includes every being on the planet. End of quote, which I'd like to dedicate to the government of Ecuador.
Even though, as I finished this episode, we just heard it has repealed a terrible decree it put into law 11 days ago. And today, October 13th of 2019, the country is celebrating and we can hear honking all over the city. Of course, we owe this victory to the spirit of the indigenous people who just taught us all a lesson about what real safety is all about, what it really means. And for that, thank you so much. I wish you a great week ahead and hope to meet you here again next time. Thank you for listening to today's program. I wish you a week ahead filled with blessings for your body, heart, and soul. And hope that you tune into All in All next time. If you're bilingual or learning Spanish, I invite you to stay on and listen to the Spanish version of this episode. Coming up next, ciao!